Hello, welcome to another episode of Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions. This is the second episode. We're rolling right along here. I hope that you've had the chance to listen to the first episode just to get a sense of what premenstrual anxiety is. What am I talking about when I talk about premenstrual anxiety and anxiety before periods and and also just who this podcast is for, what you can expect from it. And something that I was pondering today as I was eating my lunch and preparing to share this next episode was just the overlap of so many topics that are going to be covered on this podcast. And there's reproductive health, mental health, menstrual health, women's wellness, faith, God, and, you know, holistic wellness and stigma and taboo. And there's just, there's a lot that's going to be unpacked in this. And I'm really excited about it because it's something that's really been on my heart for the last couple of years of just understanding faith and menstrual health and mental health and all of those things. So I'm excited to be sharing, sharing what my story has been like and also just the the knowledge that I have from being a registered nurse, being in the medical field for the last 10-ish years, and and then also just the wellness strategies that I've come to know that other women who will be guests on this podcast, what they've also learned and how they've how they've moved from a place of feeling overwhelmed, anxious, chaotic to a place of calm and peace on their premenstrual anxiety journeys. So yeah, there's there's just so much that's going to be coming coming through your headphones or through your phone or whatever, however you're listening. So I'm really excited. And today I'm going to be sharing three reasons why we need to be talking about premenstrual anxiety. And that also just applies to premenstrual disturbances. That's kind of another phrase that comes up uh, when you Google PMDD or premenstrual anxiety, is just anything that's causing disturbances in your mental health before the week or two before your period. This podcast is very specific to premenstrual anxiety, just because that's what I've mostly struggled with. But there's a whole other, whole other gamut of symptoms in the week before your period, and and I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about them as the podcast goes on. But for now, we're just really narrowing in on premenstrual anxiety. So, yes, three reasons why we need to be talking about premenstrual anxiety. Let's get into that. Is the anxiety you get the week before your period feeling too much? Are you just wanting more calm and peace in your mind so that you can feel quote-unquote normal again? If this sounds familiar, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, a holistic and faith-based podcast for women with premenstrual anxiety. I'm Loren, a nurse, reflexologist, Jesus follower, mom, and PMDD warrior. My mission is to help you navigate the turbulence of premenstrual anxiety through things like understanding your cycle, grounding your identity in God, hearing stories from other women, learning nutrition hacks, and so much more, so that you can have more peace and calm in your life. So, if you're ready to get on up from under your duvet, been there, and start this journey together, I encourage you to keep listening. Let's get started. Okay, so three reasons why we need to be talking about premenstrual anxiety. I'm going to name them off and then we're going to jump into it. 
So first one, there is an increased risk of suicide, suicidal ideations, planning, when a woman deals with premenstrual disturbances or premenstrual mental health issues. Number two, you know that you're not alone. When we start talking about these things, you figure out, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. Number three, it helps us get the help that we need. So let me break those down a bit more for us. So the first one, that's that's a dark one. It's hard. It's heavy. The fact that a menstrual health issue, reproductive health issue, is causing women to consider suicide and to end their life, that that's a really big problem. That's a really big issue in our society. And for women who do have premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, it's about 5 to 8% of women. Suicidal ideations obviously is the extreme case of dealing with this issue. But if, if that's where women's hearts and minds are going, that they are feeling hopeless, that they're feeling that they want to end it, that they can't cope, that they can't talk about it, that they feel alone and lost, then not only is this a mental health issue, like I said, a menstrual health issue, but it's also a spiritual issue. I think the enemy, Satan, I'm just going to straight up say it, (laughs) Satan loves this, loves it when women feel hopeless when God's children, God's people feel hopeless and feel like they just need to leave this earth in order to relieve themselves of the suffering. And so it is a spiritual issue as well. So you can see there's just so many, so many layers to this that there's a lot of hopelessness and a lot of despair and women, women don't know the answer to the problem that they're facing every cycle. And this, like I said, this is cyclical. So it's happening every cycle and maybe not to the same extent every time, but, but it's happening and it's happening again and again and again. It's not just a issue here and then an issue there. It could be happening every single month or every single, say 35 days, whatever, whatever the length of a woman's cycle is. For myself, I, have struggled two times, two on two separate occasions in my life, or two seasons, maybe not just like two different times, but two seasons in my life where my thoughts have come to this, where it's resolved, revolved around um, menstrual health or uh, PMDD, and and yeah, that was that was really hard. Just felt that the debilitating thoughts, the, the thoughts of not being able to figure things out, feeling alone. It just felt like I was on a merry-go-round and being spun around and then spun the other way and then flipped upside down. And it's just all of, yeah, so much chaos in, in my mind. That's, that's really how I can describe it. And, and it's really scary to be in that place. It's really scary to not feel like there's any solutions. And, and I do believe, like I said, that it's not just, it's not just hormones or hormonal sensitivity, but it's also a spiritual issue. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this issue, that we come at it from all different angles, from 
a biological standpoint and a mental health standpoint and a spiritual standpoint because yeah god god is looking down and and seeing the oppression that women are going through this is this is a revelation that i had a couple weeks ago just from reading exodus 3 i believe and it's when moses is standing by the burning bush and God is speaking to him and God says, I have seen the oppression and the suffering of my people and I am concerned. I am going to rescue them and bring them into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God really showed me that this was his heart for his daughters, for the women that he had created, that he loved, that he loves, that he has seen the oppression and the pain and the despair that women are going through, that the the lies that are going through their minds and through their heads, the ways that their mind is playing tricks on them, that the enemy is playing tricks on them, and frankly, that the hormones and brain chemistry and all of those things, there's all these things that are going on, but God has seen it and he is concerned and he wants women not only to be rescued from it, to be taken out, but also to be brought into a good and spacious land. So that is number one, the reason why we're talking about this, because women's lives are at stake and and God is desiring women, women to be free and to flourish. Number two is when we figure out what is going on with us or when we understand what premenstrual anxiety is or the premenstrual disturbances are we figure out we're not alone we hear so-and-so's story and and hear that and think oh I've struggled with that and okay that's very interesting it's not just me it's not just me being crazy right that's a big a big thing I think for women who have debilitating premenstrual phases. Am I just crazy? What is wrong with me? I was fine a week, a week and a half ago, and now everything is upside down. My relationships are just on the verge of crumbling. I have no idea how to function at work. It's just suddenly just right in your face all at once, and you feel crazy. You ask that question, am I crazy? And but when you can hear the story of the other woman who has been struggling with this and has kind of figured it out a little bit, even just a couple steps ahead of you, you think, okay, wow, this is what's going on. And I really believe that's when truth and light and God's wisdom can flood into your heart and into your mind and in figuring out what is the next step and, and, there's, there's so many next steps for moving, moving through premenstrual anxiety and figuring out what that wellness journey looks like. But it really just starts with hearing that story and, and then that's going to lead to the next step of your journey and the next step of figuring out what habits you need to do. But it offers that hope. It offers that, that community where you're not alone and the lies that have been circulating through your mind, they can be quiet and hush, and you can start receiving more clarity and more calm in your mind and in your body. And the third point 
why we need to be talking about premenstrual anxiety is once we figure out what we're dealing with, we then have a guidebook for helping us move on to the next thing. So I kind of talked a little bit about this in the second one, but I feel like when I found out I had premenstrual dysphoric disorder, it was it was like being given a manual that was like, okay, this is what you've been dealing with. This is what you have. These are the options. These are the treatment options. You could be, you could do it the natural way, or you could do it, um, you could have treatment through medications. You could go to counseling. There's supplements. And, and I kind of took a whole, like a, I took many different avenues and I started off by going on medications because I just felt like I was just hitting a wall again and again and again. And that was the second time I had been on medications in my life, um, SSRIs, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. And the first time when I went on antidepressants, the person who recommended that I go on them, she had been on them before. And it was basically like her way of offering or her suggestion was just, hey, it doesn't have to be forever, but it could just bring a little bit more clarity, a little bit more peace in your in your mind so that you can implement the next things or you can go to counseling or start doing changes in your food or nutrition or diet all those things. And so when I found out about PMDD, I was just at a point where I I felt like I didn't have the capacity to start the changes in my life that needed to be there. So like the supplements and trying to be more in sync with my cycle and through like exercise and movement. And so for me, that's what I felt I needed to do. And I wasn't on them for long it was, I think, two years, and then I came off, and by then I had built a, a, a toolbox, if you will, of coping strategies and ways to, to work through the anxiety and how I knew or what I knew that I had to do in order to stay well and to stay on that journey. So, yeah, so there's so many different options and so many different ways, but it it doesn't really make sense, the options and the treatments, until you know what you're dealing with. And so that is why we, we talk about it, because sometimes there's that light bulb moment when you hear a story or you're talking, you're hearing about premenstrual anxiety and you think, okay, yes, I've had that and it's been really hard to function in that week before my period. I don't know what to do at work. I don't know how to manage my relationships. Everything just seems to be on the rocks and now that you hear the the problem or what the issue is it gives you that that roadmap that guidebook that you can move on to the next step and hear what other people have done and figure out what will work for you so those are the three reasons why I believe we need to be talking about premenstrual anxiety I think there's lots more but Um, Just a quick recap. So the first one is lives are at stake. There's a huge increased risk of suicide, suicidal ideations, and planning for women who do struggle with premenstrual anxiety or disturbances. 
Number two, it helps us know that we're not alone. We're not alone in this battle. We have other people. We have a community behind us. We have God who's going to be giving us the wisdom that we need in order to move forward in wellness and in joy and peace and move into that good and spacious land. And the third one, it helps us figure out what we need. So what are the next steps? What are the treatments, the solutions, the things that you're going to be doing and implementing in your life that are going to help you move away from the chaos of premenstrual anxiety and move more into that calm. So I hope those made sense. And I hope just even talking about it a little bit more, it gives you gives you a better sense of, of how we're going to be moving forward in this podcast. So I hope that this blessed you and we are going to leave it at that. So I will see you in the next episode. Bye. That's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode or podcast, send it their way. And if this helped or encouraged you, I would love it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps get this golden information into the right ears and is really the best way for you to say thank you. When you leave me a review, I'll also share it right on the podcast. Lastly, please know that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of your primary care provider. By listening, you are agreeing to the full disclaimer linked in the show notes. All right, take care, friend.